the book of Philippians chapter 1, as we are continuing our study on the gospel. Amen. Yeah, if it wasn't for the gospel, we'd all be lost. I was thinking of that blood as those were testifying. I thought I liked that. First John, my little children, write unto you these things that ye sin not. But if any man sin, we have an advocate with the Father. Christ Jesus the righteous. I like verse 2. And He is a propitiation for our sins. And not for our sins only, but for the sins of the whole world. You know what that propitiation is? Eternal sacrifice. Amen. Thank God the blood has never dried up. Amen. The book of Philippians chapter 1 and verse 6. If you found that, would you stand with us as we read down through verse number 11. We'll probably not be long before you this evening, but we want to mind the Lord, and we encourage you to mind the Lord this evening. The book of Philippians chapter 1 and verse number 6. The Bible says, Being confident of this very thing, that he which hath begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. Even as it is meet for me to think this of you all, because I have you in my heart, inasmuch as both in my bonds and in the defense and confirmation of the gospel, ye all are partakers of my grace. For God is my record, how greatly I long after you all in the bowels of Jesus Christ. And this I pray, that your love may abound yet more and more in knowledge and in all judgment, that ye may approve things that are excellent, that ye may be sincere and without offense, Till the day or till the day of Christ, being filled with the fruits of righteousness, which are by Jesus Christ unto the glory and praise of God. You may be seated, Father. Lord, as we stand before you this evening, I pray tonight that you'd hide me in the cleft of thy rock, cover me there with thy hand. Lord, I pray your glory would pass by. God, I pray you'd cleanse our mind and empty us of self. Father, I pray tonight, God, that you'd give us a fresh word from another world. I pray tonight, God, that you'd cleanse our minds and empty us of self tonight, God, as we preach and, God, as we hear. I pray tonight, God, that you'd get down within our hearts and, God, help us to do business with you. Father, I pray, God, you'd save the sinner, reclaim the backslider, encourage the child of God. We thank you, dear God, for the uh, one that we were able to pray with today, Lord. We thank you for that. God, I know today, God, the gospel still works. And we praise you for that this evening. Have your way in the service. We love and thank you. We give you glory and honor in Jesus' name. Together the church says, amen. Tonight, if we can, uh, I thought uh, we began a few weeks ago on the gospel. Uh, last week, I believe, we were on the fellowship of the gospel. Tonight, I'd like to preach around or teach or preach around this thought. Uh, the defense and confirmation of the gospel. And you'll find that tonight in verse number 7. Tonight the Bible says, Even as it is meet for me to think this of you all, because I have you all, or because I have you in my heart, inasmuch as I both have you 
in my bonds and in the defense and confirmation of the gospel. Ye all are partakers of my grace. Can I tell you tonight uh, that the best defense is a strong offense? I like it tonight. Uh, Tonight, I thought just a a few nights ago, if I'm not mistaken, there was a uh, championship fight between two of the heavyweight contenders of the world and if I'm not mistaken I may have it wrong if I if I I may have misread it or I may just have imagined it I believe it was number one versus number two and I thought that if I'm not mistaken that they called into question uh, one of the gloves one of the boxing gloves that one of the opponents were wearing they indicated at least the story had indicated that at one time that that individual uh, had uh, been known to stuff horse hair inside. Now, I thought tonight the devil doesn't play fair. Understand that tonight. The, uh, we've got the rule book, amen. We've got the, uh, the way for you and I to get to heaven right here. Thank God in your King James Bible. But the devil tonight, he does not play fair. And how many of you would recognize tonight that life is not fair? We see tonight in verse number 7, as we read in your hearing, uh, we see the gospel confirmed in you. How many of you know tonight that if you go to a funeral, uh, many times we will wonder about an God's hands. I preach what I preach based upon the testimony that I understood about the individual and if there was something else in their life, listen, I don't know one way or another if you tell me you're saved that's between you and the Lord. I don't even know that you're saved. I'm not trying to upset you. I don't even know that my wife's saved. Although I think she is, I believe she is, I don't know mom and dad's saved. I think they are, I believe they are. Y'all looking at me, y'all get a hold of a sour lemon. I don't know that you're saved. I think you are. But the only one I know for sure is me. Boy, I've upset some of you doctrine, I can tell. Preacher, what are you saying? I'm simply saying tonight we ought to live our life to the best ability that we can to live for the Lord in everything that we can. The greatest defense that you will ever have in this life is a strong offense. Preacher, why are you telling us that this evening? Because I see in 2021 a lot of Christians that are backpedaling. A lot of Christians, remember, 
whenever Paul in Ephesians 6, uh, he told him to put on the whole armor of God. Uh, he gave him the, the breastplate of uh, salvation, gave him the helmet of salvation, the breastplate of righteousness. Uh, he, he told him to uh, gird their loins with the gospel of truth. And uh, to, uh, he, he, gave, he told him about the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. But he also gave them the shield of faith. You recognize tonight that in most fights, maybe not all, but in most fights, the shield is an item that is for defense. It is an item that we hide behind. It is an item that we take refuge behind. But the sword is an item of offense. Preacher, what are you telling me? Do you remember in the book of Jude, uh, whenever that the devil, amen, and uh, Michael the archangel were contending over the body of Moses? Do you remember that scripture? Uh, some of you do. Some of you have never read it. I can tell right now. I'm wondering if you're saying, no, I'm not. Help me, Lord. Lord, help us, Jesus. In verse number 9, moving right along real quick, fast like in a hurry. Amen? Yet Michael, in verse number 9, what chapter, preacher? There's only one chapter in the book of Jude. Verse number 9, Yet Michael the archangel, when contending with the devil, he disputed the, about the body of Moses, durst not bring against him a railing accusation. Look at these next few words to conclude this verse but said, the Lord rebuke thee. Preacher, why did you share that with this? Because I don't have power to rebuke the devil. In Robbie's name, Jonathan doesn't have the power in his name. Preacher, I just think I'm doing fine. Well, you ain't doing any better than Michael the archangel. Michael didn't have the power in his own name. Michael had to rebuke the devil in the name of the Lord. Preacher, why are you telling us that? Because, neighbor, if you ever go on the offense, it will be by the Word of God. You will never gain any ground for the gospel doing good works. You will never gain any ground for the gospel by putting money in the offering plate. You will never, amen, you will never gain any ground for the gospel by taking the right hand of fellowship. The only way that we can take and gain ground for the gospel is by using the Word of God. The Bible teaches that, G, according to Jesus, the Bible teaches that the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us. Uh, look, look in verse number 7, Philippians 1 and verse 7, and look with me, if you would, in the last seven words, if I'm counting right. Paul made this statement to the church, and again, keep in mind the context. He's writing from prison. He's writing to the church at Philippi, and he makes this statement. He said, Ye all are partakers of my grace. Preacher, why would he say that? Because I want you to understand tonight, they saw Paul's life. They saw the witness that Paul had. How many of you know tonight that if you've been saved very long at all, and if you live with somebody very long, I'm not necessarily talking about in your house, I'm talking about in your workplace, in your community, you can tell whether or not they've got the goods. Paul said, ye all are partakers of, thank God, my grace. Well, preacher, why 
tonight are you uh, trying to emphasize tonight? Because the Bible teaches uh, tonight that the Word of God says tonight, search the Scriptures, in them you think you have eternal life, and they are they that testify of me. Is it impossible for somebody to get saved on their deathbed and die a few minutes later? Is it impossible for them to go to heaven? No, it's not impossible. You say, preacher, they've not been baptized. Salvation through baptism is a false doctrine. Salvation through good works is a false doctrine. Salvation through election of Calvinism is a false doctrine. Salvation through grace, amen. Thank God tonight. Thank God tonight. Salvation. Thank God tonight. All we've got to do is believe in our heart the Lord Jesus, that God raised Him from the dead. We've got to confess with our mouth the Lord Jesus. And the Bible says that whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. You say, preacher, I don't really understand how that somebody can get saved on their deathbed. How many of you would trust the Word of Christ? I would. How about when Christ was on the cross of Calvary? You say, preacher, I know your life. Well, you may know my life, but you don't know my salvation. You say, preacher, what do you mean by that? I am a failure. Amen. Don't get too high-minded of yourself. You are too. (laughs) Boy, I didn't mean to upset your apple cart so bad tonight. That's twice this evening already. When Christ was on the cross of Calvary, he had a male factor, which was a thief. He had another one on the left. He had one on the right. And there was one that was with them that was in this insurrection. His name was Barabbas. He was able to go free. You know why? Because Jesus took his place. Amen. As they were there on the cross of Calvary, according to the Word of God, the Bible teaches that one of the thieves, I like to think he's on the right-hand side. I do not know that for sure, but it's my way tonight, and I'm preaching. Amen. I believe that that thief tonight, he told Jesus, he said, Remember me when thou comest into thy kingdom. Amen. And Jesus said, Today thou shalt be with me in paradise. You say, Preacher, it's impossible for somebody to live a life of whoredom. It's impossible for somebody to live a life of sin, of thievery, and and, and murder, and go to heaven. No, it's not, because all things are possible if thou would only believe us. I'm glad tonight that no matter what sin we've got in our life, I'm glad Jesus' blood uh, is able to wash away our sins. See, when you got saved, He didn't just take the blood and sprinkle it on you. Amen. He didn't take the blood and cover you, but He washed you. Amen. You heard Pastor John read that beautiful scripture. The Bible teaches in Revelation 1-5, as Pastor read just a minute ago, washed us from our own sins in His own blood. Pastor, ain't that what it said tonight? What do you mean tonight, preacher? I'm saying tonight the preacher cannot get you to heaven. But I can point you. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Amen. So we see the gospel can be, thank God, and should be confirmed in you. Well, what do you mean tonight? Let me just simply say, and I I think about Brother Noble so very often, and I I wouldn't put Brother Noble above anybody else uh, of our dear saints that have passed on and went to home to be with the Lord, but I certainly enjoyed Brother Noble's funeral. 
I have no doubt, I have no doubt by what I witnessed that day that God was in that building. You say, preacher, I don't, I don't necessarily think you can say that. Well, you're right, I can't say it, but I just did. I didn't see God, but I heard Him. <laughs> Amen. I glory, glory, glory. Well, preacher, what are you saying tonight? Some people, if we would recognize tonight that God keeps good books. <laughs> he knows every time that we fall. Preacher, you got Bible for that? Well, let's just go back to the Gospel of Matthew. And let's think about again the words of red, the words of Christ that Jesus said that a sparrow does not fall without the Father. What's that mean? If God, thank God, knows that if a sparrow's going to fall, He's sure going to know when you fall. Amen. And going on a little bit farther there in Matthew 6, if I'm not mistaken, Jesus told those that were there as He was uh, uh, speaking that day, He said, For your Father which is in heaven knoweth what you have need of even before you ask it. Preacher, why are you telling us this tonight? I'm just simply telling you tonight that we need to live our lives so that men and women see our lives and see that we have died out to the world, come alive in Jesus Christ. Are we perfect? No, we're not perfect. Are we forgiven? Thank God we're forgiven by the grace of God. Understand tonight, I'm still going to make a mess of my life. I'm still going to mess up from time to time. I'm still going to say things that I ought not say. I'm still going to think things, Sister Kelly, that I ought not think. I'm still going to act sometimes the way that I ought not act. But thank God tonight, my little children write unto you these things that ye sin not. But if any man sin, thank God we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. And He is a propitiation for our sins. And not our sins only, but for the sins of the whole world. You know what that tells me? That tells me that if you need representation before the King of glory, Jesus will stand with you. How do I get Him to? All you got to do is ask Him. How do I ask Him? Ask Him to forgive you. Amen. All you got to do is ask Him to forgive you, and He'll represent you right before the kingdom. Amen. Uh, look with me in verse number 8. I, I promise you, I'm moving on here. And uh, thank God tonight in verse number 8, I want you to look that not only is the gospel confirmed in you, but the gospel is confirmed by God. Uh, oh, what do you mean by that tonight, preacher? Look with me there in verse number 8. Paul said, look at this statement. He said, for God is my record. Did you get that tonight? Well, what's that mean tonight, preacher? I want you to know tonight it does not matter what a preacher stands and says at the funeral. Why? Because God knows what's the truth. Because God understands. You say, preacher, where are you getting that from? Malachi 3.16. I've already alluded to it this evening. Malachi 3.16. If you want to go there, if not, write it down. It's a good one you ought to hold on to. They that feared the Lord spake often one to another, and the Lord hearkened and heard it. And a book of remembrance was written before him for them that feared the Lord and thought often upon his name. Preacher, are you saying tonight that if I think, if I act, if I do, if I say that God's got a record of all that? Yeah, that's exactly what I'm saying. You say, Preacher, you got other Bible for that? I'm glad you asked me. Matthew chapter 12 and verse number 36. But I say unto you that every idle word that men shall speak, they shall give an account thereof in the day of judgment. You recognize tonight that that fella that just run you off the road, you're going to have to give an account for the way you acted toward them. 
Amen. Preacher, I know that guy, and I'm mad at him. Well, you can be mad at him, but God's going to judge you based upon what you do with it. Amen. Second, Second Corinthians 1.17 said, where, uh, When I, therefore, was thus minded, uh, did I use lightness? Uh, and the things that I purpose, uh, do I purpose according to the flesh, that with me there should be yea, yea, and nay, nay. Just say what you mean. Amen. And mean what you say. Don't make promises you don't intend to keep. <laughs> Thank you, Brother Roger. I appreciate that one amen out of the bunch of 61 that agreed with me. Shame on the rest of you. We ought to let our yeas be yea and our nays be nay. Now, the Bible teaches that we ought to confess our faults one to another. And if I tell my wife I'm going to take the trash out in just a few minutes. Moving on. You understand tonight that the gospel is still good at your own home. Amen. Yeah. Adam, you all right over there? Well, preacher, what are you saying tonight? All I'm simply saying tonight is if I'm not careful, I'll let my alligator... Well, moving on. I'm just simply saying tonight that sometimes I'll speak without thinking. Maybe y'all don't have that problem. I know you men. Well, look with me in verse number 9. Philippians chapter 1 and verse 9. I want you to look at this, girls. Get ready if you will. I promise you I'm almost done. The gospel defended. You know how we defend the gospel in our actions? Don't tell me you love me until you're ready to show me that you love me. You understand what I'm saying? Sister Wendy and Brother Brian has a son, Private Justin Goins, who's down there going through basic. Wendy and Brian, there's no doubt in my mind that Justin knows without a shadow of a doubt that Mommy and Daddy loves him. I have no doubt that Justin knows Mommy and Daddy are praying for him every day. Preach, why are you showing us this? I'm just simply saying tonight, sometimes, sometimes we feel like nobody cares. Somebody, sometimes we feel like nobody knows what we're going through. You know, the truth of the matter is that sometimes people just need to know that you're still there. I want you tonight, look around the church. Will you look, just turn around. It'll be all right. Turn around, look, look, look at the church. Ain't that pretty? Yeah, most of them are pretty anyhow. Preacher, what are you saying? I'm simply saying tonight that if you didn't know that I was a Christian and you were wondering by my actions, I wouldn't be a very good Christian. I mean, if you're just watching my life and I got mad at the car that broke down out here and I was working on it and all of a sudden I got in a fit and took a hammer and beat the fender off of it, you probably would have thought, well, that fella needs to get saved. I'm starting to wonder if maybe some of y'all beat a fender or two off in your day. All I'm simply saying tonight, if it walks like a duck, 
acts like a duck. Now listen, it doesn't mean it's a duck. It just means he says he's a duck. Could be a goose. Yeah. Well, what do you mean? Just say what you mean and mean what you say. The best defense is for you to get on the offense. Moving forward, not backpedaling. Not letting the devil, the psalmist said, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Don't let the devil come up to you and say boo and you run plumb from here all the way to your house and shut the door and don't come out for two weeks. Amen. We've got to live our life. You say, preacher, don't you know there's a virus out there? Yes, I know there's a virus out there. You understand tonight, people are dying all around us by this virus. But let me just tell you one a little worse than that. People are dying every second of the day going to hell without a Savior. I would rather die saved than die unsaved. Paul said, Paul said, girls, if you would stand, Paul said, defense, that in the defense and confirmation of the gospel. 1 Corinthians 8 and 3 says, But if any man love God, the same shall be known of him. Now, I'll be honest with you. I think all of you are saved. But it's not my opinion that matters. I mean, does that make sense? Well, preacher, don't you know mommy? She come down here at church yeah, one time. Well, preacher, she made a confession and she got saved. She said she did. Well, preacher, don't, don't you trust me? Yes, I trust you. But what I'm trying to say is every single individual will be in the hands of a just and a righteous God. I trust you at your testimony. If you tell me you're saved, or you tell me uh, if Pastor John was to tell me that his neighbor is saved because he's seen his life, because he's heard his testimony, and I don't know his neighbor, I would trust Pastor John's word at what he has seen. But only God knows. Well, some of you look nervous. Understand tonight, that the devil is doing everything he can to disarm the Christian. He's trying to take your shield of faith away by making you question why God would allow this virus to come on mankind the way that he has. God, the devil is trying to draw you into question and take uh, or draw God's word into question. Say, so, well, you don't need that old King James Bible. That ESV reads just the same. See, the devil is trying to disarm the people of God. But neighbor, you hear me and you hear me well as you stand to your feet this evening. The best defense is a strong offense.